Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me again today is James the Sharp End Sharp. And we're going to be dissecting Leicester City's victory over Huddersfield Town, a much-needed victory yeah. uh, the weekend as well, wasn't it? And it wasn't the uh, best of starts again. No, I mean, they've been... After the defeat at Bournemouth, where Leicester had been obliterated for the first 85 minutes, um, there was murmurings of growing frustration again with Puel and his project and performances. And... It felt like it, they needed to get off to a good start at Huddersfield. They needed to get an early goal. They needed to perform well and kind of pick, kind of turn it around, really. And then the opposite happened. Big long ball into the box, flick on at the near post, and Leicester 1-0 down inside five minutes. And the the nightmare start for what Leicester Ampire would have wanted. Well, they recovered very well, so they okay. They, they had the slow start, but they ticked the other boxes in terms of uh, the performance, the comeback. Although they were helped by a poor Huddersfield side, and a lot of fans yeah. have said that. You know, let's have a, a little bit of a reality check here. It was only Huddersfield Town, but I was quite impressed with the, the football, some of the play that City produced at the Saturday, and certainly the youngsters and that front three um, lit up the game. They did, yeah, and it was. It always felt like this. Huddersfield as an opponent would be the perfect test for Puel's possession style because when he came in I remember him saying uh, it's all well and good counter-attacking against teams that allow you um, but it's against teams like and he mentioned West Brom at the time obviously now it's Huddersfield who will give you no space in behind and you need to break down with different weapons now Leicester tried to do that in the first half and Showed a few signs of being able to do that, but it wasn't as fluid as you would hope for. Second half, though, I'd say it's probably the best we've seen Leicester play this season. The irony, of course, being that Leicester scored with two counter-attacks. Um, the first one, I think we were both surprised by how many players Huddersfield left. We wasn't expecting that at all. We were expecting them to part the ball. So certainly after uh, taking the lead, you think they'd try and hold on to that. For a side that's only scored two goals all season, to get their noses in front, I, I thought they would have just sat deep and yeah. invited City on and thought, right, OK, we're going to shut up shop now and try and keep this slender advantage. But uh, they won gung-ho at their own, uh, own set-piece, didn't they, and got caught they did. dreadfully out of, on I the think what that, I think what that showed was was that the counter-attack, while it's been traditionally Leicester's most potent form of, of, of weapon, still is a weapon in their armoury and, and, and still something that the team needs and still something that I think Poe wants. He never said that he wants to completely get rid of that. He just thinks that Leicester need different strings to their bow. And what it showed was that Leicester, when given the chance to counter-attack, are still unbelievably dangerous when it comes to that. And so that is still a part of their game. The thing that they're developing and trying to get better at is the other part, the bit where they try and pass the ball and pass and move. In the second half especially, with Ian Acho, Vardy and Madison all linking together... I think there are enough signs between those three that there is 
promise for the future of those three being able to grow and develop and have that understanding. Well, some of the passing play that I mentioned there, certainly in the second half, had more purpose than we've seen previously. The first half, it was very slow, across the back, wasn't really going anywhere. You're not going to open teams up by playing that style. But there was one move in particular I was impressed with, and it wasn't one that led to a goal. It led to a save from Damari Gray, but uh, it came started with Casper Smarkle coming out of his area, passing it to uh, Harry Maguire, and they played out from the back through midfield into attack. Damari Gray gets the shot. Now, I think sometimes I think we forget that these some youngsters can produce some decent football. Yeah, I think that's the key, really. And we've mentioned it before. I think you, one of your earlier verdicts was about how this is a young team. We can't forget that this is a, a young team. Some of them with rate with little Premier League experience. Madison. No Premier League experience, but already showing that he deserves his place on the big stage, and I'm sure we'll talk about him later yeah. on. But they will make mistakes, and they will do things that frustrate you and frustrate us. But then, but they have got the ability in their boots to be able to do things that are exciting and that will win games of football. And all it is about is giving them the experience, allowing them to adapt and develop to the point where they become more consistent and they become match winners on a more regular basis. Well, you said it, they're match winners. And uh, when they sold Riyad Mahrez, it looked like Leicester City had lost their main match winner. Yeah. But they looked like they found one. And I don't want to get too carried away because yeah. he's only played six games in the Premier League. But everybody's talking about Madison. I was getting texts over the weekend. Is there a better uh, English number 10 in the Premier League at the moment than Madison? Is there? No, I mean, I remember after England's semi-final defeat against um, uh, Croatia driving back from when I was watching it out at the cricket club driving back and Chris Waddle was on Five Live talking about how England can only get so far because they, they miss and they need that creative midfielder who does things and makes things happen I remember kind of joke, half jokingly tweeting at the time saying don't worry lads Leicester have got him he's named James Madison and that was because of all the kind of reputation that had come with him and the stuff we'd seen him do for Norwich. But the more he plays and the more he plays at this top level, and there's still clearly more, more to come from him, you do get the sense that he could be that kind of that creative player that England have lacked when it comes to big tournaments. I mean, before he gets in the England squad, I think he needs to do it on a yeah, consistent that's basis. Not saying, at least half a season. Yeah, that's not saying he's the saviour full stop. It's saying he's shown already that he's got the potential to reach that. And I think we spoke to Claude Poil afterwards, and he was quite quick to say, yeah, look, he's doing brilliantly, but he needs to keep his head on his shoulders and keep doing it and keep performing and keep being consistent. He's done it for the first six games. If he can keep it going throughout the season... Then yeah, let, then Leicester have got a serious, serious play on the hand. I mean, everybody was talking about the the free kick, and it was a superb free kick. But what really catches my eye is his ability to take the ball in tight situations on the turn. Yeah, instant. He knows where his teammates are as well. He's got instant awareness. He's just got a football brain in his head. And yeah, he might be young, but that's a fantastic starting point. Of course it is. Yeah, I remember. I mean, we were kind of almost purring the press box because there were times where. He'd turn in really in really tight spaces. There were a couple of times where he'd turn, but the defender would read it and 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 tackle him. That's fine. That's to expect. He's not going to beat his man every time. But it's the way. I think it's his his confidence. For someone who's not played in the Premier League before, from going from being a complete novice to being someone who is quickly now the main man in an attacking force, wanting the ball all the time, asking for. I mean, there was once in the first half where he he drifted into space. 
I think it was on the bar or Chilwell didn't play the ball to him and he was annoyed. He was having a go at them saying, I wanted it, give it to me. That's the kind of player that you want in your team and that he's only going to get better. Absolutely. I mean, let's talk about that free kick because I know yeah. you did perfect timing. You did a piece uh, on Friday yes. about his free kick technique, which he's modelled on Beckham. It is, yeah. He did a video for the Premier League's Instagram where he talked about his technique of four steps back, plants his left foot in front of him. And he said that he does that because he used to watch Beckham when he was a kid. I mean, we all watched Beckham when we were mm-hmm. kids, but he watched him and tried to kind of replicate how he took free kicks. I mean, there are, I mean, there's not many better people to copy from for your free kick technique, but we see him all the time. People who follow him on social media will see he's practicing free kicks all the time. Well, he scored five out of five in training on Friday yeah. as well, according to Johnny Evans. I mean, yeah, he just, he, he's technically, he's, he's not scored one yet for, for, for Leicester, but it had been coming, and that was just a sublime finish. But what impressed me almost more, not at more than, but as much as the one that he scored, were his other two. The one where he saw the keeper wasn't really watching, so he tried to bend it round the wall low and hit the side netting. The other one where he dinked it over the wall for Vardy to, to have a shot. I know, we all thought and, and the net was going to bulge then, didn't we? But. I mean, Vardy kicked the post, he knew he should have scored that. Yeah. It's those ones as well that show his confidence and show his creative instinct and to show that he wants to do to do things, do things differently to affect games. That just shows what the kind of player he is as a whole. I think that's unbelievably impressive. But also impressive was the front two of Kalecci and Nacho and Jamie Vardy. Now, we've seen Vardy isolated in uh, previous games. He had a bit of support on Saturday. Kalecci and Nacho, it was an excellent display from the youngster coming back in the side. Yeah, it was actually. And I hope, really hope, because Prowl sticks with that. I know match of the day, Jermaine Genius was saying that Prowl probably tinkers a bit too much with his side. And I think we probably all agree with that. He does... He, he does change, chop and change a little bit too much. Um, but he's come up on a system here with Ian Atcher that works because Vardy, sometimes we say he gets isolated in, in this system, especially when they're trying to play possession football. But Ian Atcher gave him just a bit more support. He had someone alongside him who he could feed off and bounce off. And I think it really works. I mean, Prowl's critics will say, why didn't he try it earlier? Which is... That's a fair enough assessment. Though Prowl's supporters or fanboys would probably say it took a brave decision for him to move Madison out from the middle, where he'd been doing so well, and say, no, look, stay outside. I'm going to give Ian Acho a go here with Vardy. And it worked, because Ian Acho and Vardy would link up with Madison. Madison, even though he was out wide, still influenced the game as though he... Well, he had the licence to come inside, didn't they he? Drift, they were drifting all over the place, yeah. weren't they? They were, they were so, I mean, you mentioned a few times how fluid they were. Even though he moved him out wide, Madison still had the same effect on the game. And I think it's a, a good move, and like we said, we hope he sticks with it. Well, it was a good win. Great attacking play, as we saw some good goals. There's still those defensive frailties, yeah. as we said. You, you know, they're conceding early on from a long throw, uh, caught napping at the back. Uh, there was a couple of times in the second half uh, De Potra got through yeah. and Maguire had to get back and De Potra had a free header so there's still some areas for improvement defensively but I thought they looked a lot better with Danny Amati at right back and now I'm not still convinced that he is um, the answer to the right back situation yeah. um, but I have to hand it to him defensively he was solid uh, he did a good job he didn't go bombing forwards I mean Claude has had to uh, learn from the uh, the lessons of of Bournemouth when he had both his uh, full-backs flying forward. You're not going to change Ben Shield well, so you're going to have a, to have a lot more solidity on the right-hand side, and uh, I thought Danny Amati did that quite well. Yeah, we, I mean, 
he's not Amati's not filled many of us with a lot of um, confidence with his performances previously. Handling the ball at Old Trafford two minutes into the season isn't a great start, and there's still a lot of fans saying, thinking, well, if Pereira's not starting, what's Danny Simpson got to do to get in? All these thoughts are going on, but I, you have to hand it to Amati. I think he performed excellently. I thought he, he looked more assured, a lot calmer. People will say what it was Huddersfield. So, of course, he's probably going to look a bit more assured against a team that is probably, as a whole, did well. And also, it was a message to Pereira, which is, you're not going to keep your place. And it's all well and good marauding forward with you on your attacking crusade, wielding your sword above your head. But if you leave so much space behind you that Leicester get picked off, you can't keep your place in the team. So I think it's a, excellent for Martin, also a reality check for Pereira. Well, the games are coming thick and fast. We've yeah. got another one tomorrow night away at Wolverhampton Wanderers. The Caribou Cup, we're expecting massive changes to that starting eleven, aren't we? And possibly a debut for uh, Suyunsu. Yeah, he'd, like, he'd hope so. He'd hope soon she gets a, a bit of a look in because he's fit and ready now and I think fans are excited to see him. Maguire will definitely get a rest. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's been due one. So I think we'll see that as a change. I'd be interested to see whether or not Claude sticks with Vardy because he's not played much football um, with his ban and international retirement. So he's so important to them. I think he might just uh, leave him out. Just yeah, to, I mean, just to wrap him in. I'm interested, interested to see whether he whether he feels he's our main man. We need to rest him, or he thinks he needs he needs some more game time to get completely sharp so that'll be the one I'm interested to see whether he sticks with it or any, if he goes this Vardy and Acho partnership does it need an extra extra game to continue that development so I think that's an interesting one to see but yeah we'll see loads of changes won't we oh absolutely I mean centre midfield I think uh, Silver and Abora need a game yeah. um, I think Evans is itching to start another game because he's saying he's still not quite up to speed yeah. so I can imagine Johnny Evans will start perhaps with Sion Su alongside yeah. him I mean Evans looked better didn't he I mean, for, against Wolves the first time around he looked properly shaky and even he admitted afterwards that he was rusty as hell he looked better than that against um, Huddersfield but there's still a lot of way to go so I think the next game will probably do him well well we'll have all the reaction to the weekend's game on the Leicestershire Live website and some of the stories that we've mentioned there are already on the website yeah. and we'll have all the build-up to the big Wolves game as well and we'll be back with another podcast later in the week so join us then.